The following program is sponsored by Marty McClendon and New Beginnings Christian Church of Spokane. My God is so big and so strong and so mighty. There's nothing my God cannot do. My God is so big and so strong and so mighty. There's nothing my God cannot do. And welcome, welcome, welcome to another In My Opinion. I'm your host, Marty McClendon. It is Saturday morning all across Eastern and Central Washington. Thank you for tuning in to the ACN Network, wherever you may be. Uh, happy Saturday. Uh, it's almost Valentine's Day for all those uh, husbands, boyfriends, guys out there looking for a gift for their wife and vice versa. If you're looking for something for your um, boyfriend, husband, um, and so on. Uh, Monday is Valentine's Day. And I, I'm not going to do a Valentine's, Valentine's Day program because, you know, uh, it is what it is. You all know what you're doing. Uh, I sent a practical gift and a fancy gift to my wife. Uh, she happens to be out of town for the weekend. Anyway, welcome. Thank you for tuning in again. As you know, you can go in and listen to past episodes. You can listen to them on your smart speaker. You can say, Alexa, Google, Siri, play In My Opinion by Marty McClendon. You can do the same thing um, or the same places. You can say, play Doug and Marty versus the world, and it will actually play it. If you want to be, you can go to anchor.com and look up my program and, and play any episode you want. Um, you can go to Facebook and look for Morning Show Marty. You can email me as well at any point in time if you need prayer requests, you want something, an idea for the show, if you want to be on the show for that matter, um, at morningshowmarty at gmail.com as well. Now, the news is crazy this week, but as we always start off with scripture, the theme today, it really is courage, and basically uh, courage and resting. I know those are two kind of, um, they go together, honestly, um, as God's word says they do. But courage is something that we're in desperate need of in this day and age, in, in the planet, in the earth, in America, in our families, in education. Everywhere we are, courage is something that we don't see a lot of on display. And when we do, it's striking. We're like, hey, Hey, that's courage. That's what that looks like. We need more of that. And I hope you agree with me on that um, because we're seeing it uh, now up north. But or what does God's word say about courage? And of course, there's Deuteronomy 31.6 where God says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or tremble in dread before them. For it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not fail you or abandon you. That's a word to the Israelites. It's a word to us as well, that if we're strong and courageous and not be afraid, that he goes with us wherever we go. Those are, those are people that have received him as Lord and Savior, um, that he's guiding and, and has a purpose for your life. Then my favorite verse of all time is Joshua 1.9, where this angel of the Lord uh, commanded Joshua and says, Have I not commanded you to be strong and courageous? Do not be terrified or dismayed, intimidated, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. It's kind of a repeating theme. When you're in God's will, he's with us wherever we go. And courage is the opposite of fear, just like faith is the opposite of fear. They go hand in hand. 365 times throughout Scripture, God says, fear not, in a Scripture verse, which is amazing through the Bible. Fear not, because fear stifles our faith and Faith is what moves the hand of God because he's looking for it. 
And when you look at all the heroes through the Old and the New Testament, it was because they walked in faith. They trusted God. They stood out in courage um, because of what he uh, said in his word and through his Holy Spirit. So now in the New Testament, there's the 1 Corinthians 16.13. says, Be on guard. Stand firm in your faith in God, respecting his precepts and keeping your doctrine sound. Act like mature men and be courageous and be strong. That's a great verse. But think about that. Mature men, courageous and strong. To know your doctrine is sound and respecting God's precepts, his laws, his guidance, his, his so forth. And I think so much of what we're seeing now uh, is because we're not, as a nation, as a country, as a as the political system, not honoring his precepts, not keeping our doctrine sound, knowing biblical values. And we're encouraging uh, not only um, weak men, but not even courageous men. We're, we're this, this fear thing. Their fear is rampant across this nation. I'm sure all of you would agree as well. And of course, when it, the, the men is men and women, but the idea here, people of faith, people of God, that's called to be maturity, where we're no longer on the milk, as the word says. It's about the deep things of God. In obedience and discipline, all those words are hard uh, in our society, but we're not being taught. Even my wife mentioned the other day about how work ethic was something that was um, ingrained into us from our grandparents and from my parents and down to us and to our kids. And yet when you look out into culture, that is like the antithesis. It's like, no, no, I'm owed, I'm entitled, and so forth. And that's kind of scary. And the last verse before I get into this thing about courage is 2 Timothy 1.7. For God did not give us a spirit of timidity or cowardice or fear, but he has given us a spirit of power and of love and of a sound judgment and personal discipline, abilities that result in a calm, well-balanced Mind and self-control. Think about that for a second. This is the amplified version, so you have the extra words there. But he's given. He did not give us a spirit of fear or timidity, or cowardice. Cowardice is the opposite of courage, right? Uh, or fear, which is the opposite of faith. But he has given us a spirit of power, and of love, and of a sound judgment and personal discipline, which means a sound mind. But I love how it breaks out there. How we're supposed to judge things rightly according to His will his rules, and his word, and personal discipline, which I, even as an adult in my 50s now, discipline is a tough one. because He disciplines those he loves, the word says. Don't spare the rod, right? Uh, spoil the child. This one right here, though, personal discipline. There's always this growth in us as he calls us to grow in our faith, in our walk, in what he's purposed us to do on this planet. It takes discipline uh, to do so. It takes discipline to read your Bible. It takes discipline to spend time in prayer. It takes discipline to be there for your wife and your children uh, or your husband and your children. It takes discipline to seek and obey. So very, very good stuff. I'm going to encourage you because that word to, to be courageous, um, there's a definition of it. it says it's not the absence of fear. It's doing it in spite of fear. We get this, but it's also the word courageous or courage 
comes to be an encourager. So it's twofold. One, to encourage oneself so you have courage to walk in faith with God, but also to be an encourager to others. And that's really where I'm going to go today with the stories, but I wanted to really lead off with this, this, these scriptures and what really felt on my heart this week about, I want to encourage you to be courageous, that it, you don't have to be fearless. You just have to say, I'm going to make a choice to have courage, to trust God, to step out in, in faith, which overcomes any fear that's being put on you by the media, by your flesh, by uh, everything around us, the Democrats for that matter. Yes, I said Democrats, because right now that's um, where a lot of this is coming from. Not all of it, but just so you know. But we see in the news that the whole um, trucker thing up in Ottawa, if, you're, if you've are if you been under under a rock and haven't heard, um, there are people, the truckers, the long-haul uh, truckers, the big semis we see that serviced America and Canada, um, they had put a vaccine mandate for crossing the border, and um, they had enough. And so even the ones that had been vaccinated said, we're going to convoy to Ottawa, the capital there of Canada. We're going to have a peaceful protest with our trucks. Well, and it's supposed to be 50,000 trucks around that mile, and then it ended up being 100,000. And then um, the news was kind of ignoring it for a while until it got too much. Uh, They literally clogged up the streets of Ottawa. And, uh, of course, they were, you know, they're saying, oh, they're racist, they're bigoted. And the, the prime minister comes out and says all kinds of stuff that was not true about the brigade. They were very peaceful. They're Canadian. They're supporting each other. And I've talked about this on Doug and Marty versus the world. But you have the citizens around them appreciating and supporting what they're trying to do. As time to roll back the mandates, it's been too tyrannical, too oppressive. Roll back the vaccine mandates. Don't let people lose their job because of it. And they're showing that these truckers are united. Just someone organized it. They, they got on board. Um, tow trucks got involved with them as well. And they were told to tow the trucks. And they, they refused to. They joined the brigade as well. They called it more like a siege, but it wasn't. Um, the locals were um, bringing in on carts gasoline or diesel to keep the diesel, the trucks running. They would bring in food. They kept it very clean. Of course, there was some honking and so forth, but and it worked. And several of the provinces, Alberta and so on, rolled back their um, vaccine mandates and rolled back their mask mandates and basically in response to this, and they were keeping it very, very peaceful. And I just think that's a testament to how God wants us to react, to push back, to fight for the things that really matter, freedom, our children, um, holding people accountable when they have crime or when they put burdens on us unnecessarily, the sex trafficking, the human trafficking, all those things. I think we're called to defend, to engage, to vote, as we always, as I'm always saying. But do so in a way that brings honor to him, but courageous enough. Because these, these truckers are putting their livelihood at risk. They're at risk of going to jail. They're at risk of obviously losing finances, of being you know ostracized, being called all kinds of names. Well, just yesterday, the update comes that uh, says here that the Canadian judge, you know, it's always a judge, by the way, uh, orders an end to the blockade of the border. Uh, Said it's okay, it's been five days now. You've had your say. It's time for you to get off. Now, we'll see what happens. But um, typically, this is how those in government authority um, solve things. If they can't reason, or not reason, but push out, they didn't result to arresting them yet. Um, they would go through the courts. 
get a court order, and we'll see how the, the truckers comply. But this is really is. They're standing up for our freedom and their freedom, even though they're in Canada. There is rumor and plans for a uh, trucker trip, if you will, to D.C. I think it's just fantastic. But I'm just saying the way they handled themselves and the way they showed courage and the fun they were having in the process of doing it, the video after video after video of them doing it, was they were just up there saying, this is the right thing to do. I'm choosing to do it, but we're going to have fun doing it, and we're not going to fall into any of these traps that you typically is laid for us when we do that. Another example of courage that I want to bring to your attention. Um, this week, and of course, we saw just a few months ago, and we still haven't got the decision yet, the Missouri case where they restricted the heartbeat bill. Basically, they, they can't have an abortion in Missouri uh, if the baby has a heartbeat past 15 weeks. Okay, Texas has a, I think it's a, a, a the first sign of a heartbeat. Uh, I think Missouri is 15 weeks. Anyway, they were going to rule on that in a few weeks. If they rule on that in favor of Missouri, which everybody is believing they will, then Roe v. Wade will be overturned as well by Supreme Court decision, which means it would go back to the states, and each state would have the right to pass legislation to restrict to whatever around abortion. And we know that Washington and California are already running towards you know, abortion on, on demand. Okay, it's uh, pure evil, but we can fight that back here. It won't be a federal law. It won't be a federal uh, injunction or a federal ruling from the Supreme Court. But I want to shout out because Texas did a bill, like I said, this is more restrictive than Missouri, and they passed it through legislature. I'm sure this will go to the Supreme Court as well, depending on how the Supreme Court rules. But they reported one month, one month after implementing this new uh, statewide rule to restrict abortions uh, when a heartbeat is noticed through an ultrasound, they said the 60%, 60% reduction in, in women choosing to get an abortion. I think that's enough to give glory to God, but it takes courage. That's what I'm saying. These state legislatures, I know Texas is a red state. Uh, we get that. Florida's a red state. Missouri is not really a red state, but it, I mean, it's reddish. One of those things, but it takes courage in this political environment and the way the culture is right now to run legislation that is anti-abortion, that is pro-baby. So thank God for those that are in those legislators that actually ran these bills, allowed them to be challenged in court, to the Supreme Court, and then thank God for the appointments of these conservative judges in the Supreme Court that will probably overturn Roe v. Wade, which means babies are being saved. Thousands and thousands of babies have been saved. They're going to have a, a, a going to come a term, maybe adopted, maybe grown up, whatever it may be. But these are babies that God designed in His own image that is here for a purpose. And I want to shout hallelujah! This is what happens when you and me step out in courage. First of all, the truckers it encourages people in the U.S. to do the same thing. Second of all, these legislatures that are passing pro-life uh, uh, legislation is encouraging other state legislatures to do the same thing. Just like when you and I step out, out of our own comfort zone, out of our own fear set, and speak out, show up to a school board meeting, show up to a council meeting, show up in, uh, to speak out, not just on Facebook, that's a good start, but actually show up, send a letter, or an email, make a phone call, and let people know. Not saying, hey, look at me, how great I am, but let people know that, hey, if I can do it, you can do it too. That encourages them and stiffens their backbone as well. And so I'm just excited about those two examples of um, uh, courage affecting others 
You know, then there's some uh, negative stuff out there too. The opposite of courage is the when we see the backbiting, we see the blaming, the, the shifting of blame on somebody else, blaming the former administration. You know, we've seen this in our kids. We, we try to correct it. Um, but we, we have the Biden administration uh, at the federal level uh, who is, uh, has literally left um, American citizens, American supporters in, behind enemy lines in Afghanistan, a total uh, debacle. They've uh, made a disaster of the southern border. Uh, they are now making it a disaster of this, this conflict between Russia and Ukraine over in, uh, obviously, Ukraine. Uh, uh, Russia's lining up with their troops. They're talking about sending um, American forces over there to support a United Nations sort of effort. If you know, uh, it's just, it, it is one of those things where this should not be building up. We don't have a strong, we don't have a courageous, we don't have a strong leader in Biden and the administration. What we have is someone who flip-flops and is weak, which is emboldening and encouraging our nation's enemy, like China, Russia, Iran, and so forth. But what, what was, I talked about this on the Doug and Marty versus the World show. And it just, it blows me away. There's two things on that, though. President Biden said, I would not send troops to rescue Americans fleeing Ukraine. So basically, wherever American citizens are, around the world, when it comes to a conflict, Biden has said, literally, you're on your own. That is not a president. But what however happened to not, not leaving anyone behind? This is absolutely ridiculous. The second ridiculous thing that came out this week was Kamala Harris, Vice President Harris, who has a lower approval rating than even Joe Biden does. Of course, she entered into the previous presidential election less than 1%, sort of like our governor in the Washington state, less than 1%. Um, but she is just unlikable. Her cackle, they put her in charge of the southern border. She never went there. Um, she went to a, a South American country and visited once to say, looking for the root causes of immigration problems, illegal immigration. That was a farce. Uh, and then they said it was a, it's a debacle. And we've got record numbers of illegal aliens with, with that have proven now that they're not just Mexican, they're Honduran, they're uh, Iranian, whatever, known terrorists crossing our southern border in record numbers. Uh, so states like Texas and uh, Arizona are stepping up to do th their own enforcement because the federal government is leaving them hanging. Um, th this is a travesty. But now, now since she um, blew that, then they assigned her the job of getting this whole Voters' Rights Act um, where they could federalize all elections, literally like they did in Washington with all mail-out ballots, and um, it would basically ruin elections forever. We would never elect a Republican again. And it's not hyperbole. This is what their intent was. It didn't pass because of Cinema and Joe Manchin. Thank God. Two Democrats that says this is insanity. Um, but, so she was in charge of that, so it's two failures. So put the vice president again. Now she's in charge of the conflict between Russia and Ukraine and de-escalating that. What do you think is going to happen? Everything that she's touched, everything they've assigned to her has been a disaster. Well, this is already a disaster. So on, on one hand, I feel bad for Kamala in this case because Biden is doing a terrible job. His administration is doing a terrible job with Blinken and so forth. If you're watching this, be concerned about this. We need a leader that is strong so America is strong. This mixed messages uh, to Putin and, and our enemies is only making it worse. Now, Ukraine and their border isn't necessarily our number one importance. Our southern border should be. And yet we're sending troops over there to support this and giving them arms. I'm not saying we, sh we shouldn't, but there's a there's a really a 
a lack of, of priority for America. Of course, we had an America first president, and now we have an America last president, just like we had in Obama. This is really concerning. We should be praying, but we should be speaking out, being courageous, and demanding that we actually hold this administration accountable. And the same thing goes for Inslee. Uh, I'm talking about courageous and then the not courageous. An example of not being courageous is Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. An example of not being courageous is Jay Inslee. When most blue states are seeing the polling for elections going against Democrats, they're worried about this next election cycle. You have Democrats proposing reduction of power for Inslee. It's only an election year um, sort of a photo op, if you will. It won't go anywhere because he has to sign it and he won't sign it. But Inslee, and so you have the Oregon and you have other blue states rolling back the vaccine mandates, rolling back mass mandates. And Jay Inslee spoke this week and he couldn't do it. He said, well, we're going to roll back the outdoor face um, mass mandate you know, next week. But he didn't go to the indoor. He didn't go to the vaccines. He literally, I think, loves the power too much or he's fearful. The bottom line, though, is not courageous. Not He's more acting out of fear which is not what we want in a state leader either. We have the state legislature, this, the majority Democrats right now, but even the Republicans, you guys need to step up and to speak out. Uh, citizens, we need to call the switchboard in, in Olympia. The session's over in a few weeks. It's a short 60-day cycle, and so and they're still discussing some really, really egregious uh, anti-gun bills, anti-Second Amendment bills, where they're reducing the magazine level. They're... Uh, trying to ban uh, semi-automatic weapons. Still, this is the same. They bring it over er, over every year, but with the majority, they try to push it through. Be vigilant. The NRA, NRA ILA sends out a notice every week. Get on their email list about the gun bills, but gun bills, police protection, uh, communities. Um, what they do in Olympia affects every single one of us in our counties. So make sure that you're checking the ledge.wa.gov for when, when um, testimony will be given, which bills have made it past committee. Very important stuff. Um, but yeah, so Biden and Inslee, I'm not trying to be negative, but they are the example of not showing courage, the anti of operating in fear. And oftentimes when people are in fear, they, uh, they become tyrannical. Uh, they become controlling. And it's what we see is a government that's getting bigger and trying to control more of our lives, which is not where we're called to be. God's called us to be free and powerful and courageous and to be able to help others be free and courageous. So I want to go to that next part because I really, this is personal. Um, the first part is be courageous, to follow in, to jump in. And yet there's something that really convicted in my spirit as well about resting. You know, resting in the Lord, trusting in Him, not trying to make things happen on our own. It's such a, a urge in our flesh and who I am to say, well, it's it's hard Therefore, I'm going to make sure I get over the hump. I'm going to make it happen. It doesn't happen this way. Therefore, God must want me to do it this way. And there's times where you have to be convicted and say, wait, wait, there's a reason it's not working right now. Lord, what is it? We want to be close to the Lord and say, Lord, give me guidance. Because he says in his word in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, it says, trust in and rely confidently on the Lord with all your heart. And do not rely on your own insight or understanding. Then it says, in all your ways, know and acknowledge and recognize him, 
and he will make your path straight and smooth, removing obstacles that block your way. So there's obstacles in your way. But if you should stop and go, okay, I'm going to trust in, rely in, Lord, uh, your insight and understanding. Because obviously, I ha- I don't have the full picture here. And I struggle with that. So I'm like, okay, I'm based on what I know and what I've done in the past. I want to, I want God to do it the same way. I want things to work that way. In fact, I'm going to find a way to manipulate it, finagle it, negotiate it. Because I'm a negotiator in real estate. And then Philippians 2.13, though, something that really uh, speaks to me and has been for the last couple of weeks. It says, for it is not your strength, but it is God who is effectively at work in you, both to will and to work, that is, strengthening, energizing, and creating in you the longing and the ability to fulfill your purpose for his good pleasure. So for in his will, and we're trying to do his purpose, it's not by our strength, it says. It's by his spirit, says the Lord. And he's working by his spirit in us. That's good. To strengthen, to energize, and to create this longing uh, to be with him, first of all, and the ability to fulfill. So and to think about this. He puts a desire in our heart. He puts the ability to, to complete that desire and the understanding to fulfill our purpose of what he's placed in our heart. I just... And he enjoys doing it for his good pleasure. I wanted to bring that to you too, because there's those two things. To be strong and courageous, to reject the fear, which means we got to get engaged. The second part is to rest and to trust and to um, draw near and not rely on our own understanding of the way the world works, the way um, our destiny is supposed to work, but rely on his will, his world, and allow the Holy Spirit to direct us, to strengthen us, to energize us, to give us that courage, and that to help us that to create a longing and the ability to fulfill the purpose. I just love that, and I wanted to share that with you all, the listeners today, that if you're in a, in a place where you're struggling with why things are happening the way they are, that second part is let it go, relax a little bit, and say, Lord, you by your spirit, it's not by my strength, I can't make this happen on my own, but you can. You can strengthen me. You can guide me. In Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, where it says that if we trust in you with all our heart and we acknowledge you in all our ways, you will order our steps and remove obstacles from our path. I think that's very powerful. And when he removes obstacles from our path, then we are free to pursue because he's given us the ability to go out there with courage and to encourage others to make a difference. So I think all too often, me personally, and other believers get that backwards. We try to be go out and be courageous on our own strength. We try to go out and make a difference with our own strength versus starting with trusting and relying on, seeking and allowing him to, uh, to order our steps and remove obstacles. And then we, then we can go out in strength, in power, to fulfill the purpose that he's placed in our heart. You know, So I know each and every one of you has a purpose. Each and every one of you has been designed for a time such as this. Each one of you has something in there that where they, they want to go and make a difference in their schools, make a difference in their children, make a difference in their community. Uh, and there's a fear. Well, first, let's, let's do the first one. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, and uh, Philippians 2, 13. And then we can do the rest of them where God makes a promise to us that when we step out and courage and have, be strong, that he will be with us wherever we go. How powerful is that? I didn't plan on preaching and talking, but I really wanted to encourage everybody in in light of the stories of this week, 
We've got a couple examples of great courage in the truckers uh, in Canada. The legislature's um, going for pro, pro-life pro um, legislation to protect babies. Um, there's a lot of work to do. And there's the opposite. There's examples of what we don't want to be, where we live in timidity, uh, as Second Timothy says. So I will leave it there. Just remember you can um, find more shows, find the podcast from the past by going to Morning Show Marty at Facebook. You can go to Anchor, iTunes, iHeartRadio. Look up In My Opinion by Marty McClendon. You can email me at morningshowmarty at gmail. Uh, you can listen to my other show with Doug Bassler today at 10 o'clock at Doug and Marty uh, versus the world. We've got a great program as well. Take care. God bless. Have a great weekend and happy Valentine's Day to one and all. My God is so big and so strong and so mighty. There's nothing my God cannot do. My God is so big and so strong and so mighty.